Welcome to That's Good Sports. Uh, hold on, let me do that again. Welcome to the That's Good Sports podcast uh, on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, anywhere you can listen or watch bullshit. Uh, our bullshit is here. I'm Brandon Perna here with... What's up, guys? I'm Will Keys. Will Keys, uh, writer for thatsgoodsports.com. Also, uh, he is into carpentry. Uh, sure, why not? Uh, Will will let me say whatever I want on this podcast, which is why it works. Uh, I'm, I'm going to post this episode on my main YouTube channel. Uh, we've been posting it on my second YouTube channel, That's Good Broncos. Uh, you can subscribe there if you want to watch these things. But uh, there's a link to Podbean in the description where you can download and listen to these like a regular podcast. But I'm posting on That's Good Sports uh, because... I haven't posted anything all week. I have been insanely busy. I haven't been able to do anything in my normal schedule. And I may, I may have some big news next week. Uh, uh-huh. Or I may not. Well, either way, I'll have news to fill you in why I was so busy. And when I say big, it could be pretty big. Uh, but it might, mean, it, might, it might be nothing. But I can't say anything until next week. So that's what they call a tease, I believe. Right, Will? Yeah, sure. Why not? You went to journalism school. Yeah, barely. Yeah. You're supposed to know how to do like radio and TV and stuff. Yeah, they teach you all of those. What did you what 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 did you focus on there? Oh, definitely just writing. And um, okay. I made a I made like a ten minute documentary about strip clubs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Full nudity. <laughs> uh, you have to watch and find out. <laughs> uh, two teases. Yep. And the second one's yeah. an actual strip tease. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there. I would actually like to see that because uh, I went to video school like shit, like ten years ago. Uh, I graduated mm-hmm. from college ten years ago. I graduated from college. No, twelve years ago. Shit. <laughs> look at me now father time catching up with us on this episode of that's good sports yeah i just got a haircut so i hope i look younger yes thanks thanks will okay so this podcast is your if this is your first time listening you're like uh this sucks uh but we talk about football uh we start we do uh, half about the broncos half about the nfl and since there was a ton of NBA news, we're going to throw a little bit of basketball news in there. And when we get to that point, we don't need to hear any bullshit about how basketball is in football. We know the difference between sports, but we're going to talk about it for five minutes. So that is a preview of what's happening. We're going to start with the Broncos. Will, what are, what are we going to talk about? All right. So the first piece of news is a report coming out of uh, the Broncos camp that they're unlikely to exercise Paxton Lynch's fifth-year option. Oh, this is huge. This is big news. Huge breaking news. (laughs) Shocking for everybody, I'm sure. Uh, How shocked on a scale of one to a thousand are you? Uh, One. I'm I'm at one level of shock. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just after you saw him crying on the sideline in Oakland, like, you just, you can't come back from that. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. (laughs) You never cry in Oakland. That's a rule. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think everybody understands that Paxton Lynch has underperformed. So, eh, I don't want to just rag on him because he's posted a lot of Instagram videos of him working out. Uh, Not a lot of which I saw were throwing footballs, but a lot of working out. Mm -hmm. And so, he's trying. You know he's trying. I think he's probably a nice guy, but the Broncos, I think it's safe to say at this point, should not have drafted him. Uh, And I think, like... They have a guy behind him in Chad Kelly who's, without ever seeing Chad Kelly play a down of football in the NFL, if, if I'm going to bet on it, I would bet on him being a better backup quarterback, uh, and I wouldn't hesitate to bet all of my money. Yeah, no, I would, I would have to agree. I'm looking forward to seeing Chad Kelly just in um, training camp in the preseason. Everybody is. So yeah. swag, so hot, so machine yeah. gun, so Kelly. He seems like he's taking football seriously. Like for, I don't. I mean, I think he's always taking football seriously, but I think he's like taking life, like the profession and and like life and off the field seriously. Yeah. Which like to take football seriously, like you kind of have to take like your off the field life seriously as well. 
because in the NFL, like the two just go hand in hand. Um, yeah, no, you definitely have to. Season. How cool though? I mean, they were just they were really a season late with last chance you. Yeah, like if their were. first season w- was when he was still there, that would have been awesome. Like because he he probably would have gotten drafted maybe higher. Uh, because he had a ton of success there and you get a behind the scenes sort of look at, at him as a person and depending on how he was there, I don't know, maybe that would have hurt his draft stock quite a bit, but I would have loved to, cause that show's cool. So I would have loved to see him knowing like now that he's a guy that's in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I think Broncos fans in general are probably more excited about him than Paxson. And I'm not saying Paxson's gotten a completely fair shot yet on the field. He's had his opportunities, but he's never been, like, ready for those chances. And that, I think, says enough to me about him as a player moving forward. And you just got to stop drafting guys so fucking tall, too. I yeah, I mean – Offended as a short person. Yeah, yeah, we need to give more Doug Flutie's a chance. Right, he, he didn't play like atrociously in week 17. He was awful in uh, the Oakland game, and he probably deserved to start crying because he was very bad. Oh, but yeah, that was rough. That, too, like that was just a taking team that, like, no, I don't think you could have thrown anybody in there, uh, and they wouldn't have had a shot, really. Yeah, like, that's that what I'm saying. Like, he's not, he hasn't gotten squandering. a completely fair shake on the field. Uh, he's done, he's looked bad. He's looked okay. He has the athletic skills. Um, I just don't think he has the mentality to do it. And, uh, even if he, like, even if he turned out to be pretty good at playing quarterback physically in the NFL, I don't think he's built mentally to be a long-term franchise winning quarterback. And if you know that you move on, like, I don't know. You talked about being much more excited about Case Keenum. Like, I don't. I'm not even thinking about Paxton Lynch or Chad Kelly at all this off season. Like, I'm just excited to watch Case Keenum play, and I think that's how most people probably feel. And I think that's why, like, we opened with Paxton Lynch fifth year option is that's like non news really. Yeah. But it's one of the few only thing that's that's happened that we can talk about. So. Oh, yes. The news has been uh, – it's been a slow news week, really, uh, yeah. in the NFL. It's just all been basketball, really, but, you know, we'll touch on that at the end. Uh, another small thing was Tom Heckert, who's in the Broncos' front office, uh, stepping down to focus on health issues, which more specifically is a, a treatable blood disorder. So um, it looks like Gary Kubiak's kind of taken over um, the lead role in the Broncos yeah. front office. This microphone kind of looks like a penis head, but... Uh, a little, yeah, now that I think about it. Um, yes. Your penis head <laughs> looks like a microphone. You can't see that if you're listening, but just take my word for it. Uh, yeah, this puts Kubiak in a much bigger role. He's like the only senior guy of player personnel now, right? Senior director something like that correspondent he's the guy for for contributor contributor uh, beat writer um <laughs> columnist on sprinter he's gonna be in charge of who the broncos bring in personnel wise uh i think it's i think this news is bigger than the paxton lynch news because i think it it sort of solidifies that gary kubiak's not going anywhere his role is going to continue to grow with the Broncos. And I think what he does probably better than John Elway is what we need to see is that he's going to be a better evaluator of college talent. Um, I think John Elway has proven he can do well in free agency. Uh, but I think the Broncos weakness has been developing young talent and bringing in the right talent. And I think with Kubiak, uh, that's sort of the direction. And, you know, if LA ever changes his role, I think Gary Kubiak's the guy who could be your next general manager for the Broncos. Uh, but that's just me guessing. Yeah. I mean, you can already like see the influence that he's had on this team from a personnel perspective. 
because you look at the starting quarterback and they probably don't sign Case Keenum right. uh, in the offseason without Gary Kubiak, who got two years with him in Houston and got to see him up close and personal. Uh, obviously scouted him because he went to the University of Houston, uh, liked him enough to sign him as an undrafted free agent. And by year two, he benches Matt Schaub, who, who's been the best quarterback in Texans history to that point and puts in uh, an undrafted guy who was really unproven, and he ended up playing pretty well. Uh, my question, though, is you think you ever think Gary Kubiak will go back into coaching? Like, what if the Broncos went, like, 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine this year, and they fired Vance Joseph and said, like, what if we just give it back to Gary Kubiak? <laughs> no, I, I could easily see that happen. Uh, I, that, I think, depends a lot on – Two things. One, John Elway, and two, Gary Kubiak's health, whether that really is or yeah. is not a question. Um, it was definitely a question when he was in Houston, um, and it became one in Denver. I mean, he had to miss a game uh, when Joe DeCamillis was the interim head coach for health reasons. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't doubt that, but maybe time away, and maybe if he changes his lifestyle, he can do it. So I don't know where Kubiak stands with his health, but I think Elway – in him decided the coaching relationship wasn't going to work because Kubiak doesn't, he's okay to tell John Elway, no, like, LA, he's, like he's like the only person, right. And Which is good. Joseph is the exact opposite of that. And so I think Elway has to see that he's not going to succeed with that kind of head coach for him to want Kubiak to be that guy. Uh, because if Elway wanted another person who wasn't going to, you know, do whatever he said, the Broncos would have hired Kyle Shanahan. So I think if Kubiak coaches again, I don't think it'll be with the Broncos. I don't think it's out of the question, but I think he might be better suited to do what he's starting to do now. Like if the stress level is lower, like your quality of life's better, uh, stress can wreak fucking havoc on your body. So I would want Kubiak to do something that he's good at, which is evaluating young uh, talent and bringing those people to Denver. Um, and I think Kubiak was a really good coach, but I think you could find somebody equally as good, if not better, who is younger and maybe more innovative with how they run the team, specifically the Broncos offense, which has been in a rut for I don't even know how many fucking years now, three, but, uh, you know, that's kind of what I would want to see, I guess. Or th- I mean, the whole everything I just said was a guess, so I don't know. This whole podcast is a guess, really. We should just call it, welcome to two guys guess things about sports that they didn't research enough. Correct. But, like, have you ever, like, actually thought about, like, how much stress it is to be an NFL head coach? Like, you should hear the stories about them, like, sleeping in their office most nights. Like their yeah. day start at like 4 a.m., like watching film, running on the treadmill. And then like they finally get dinner at like 8.30, eat for like five minutes, go back to watching film, sleep for like two hours, see their kids like once a month. Yeah, if you, don't, if you don't like your family, it's the perfect job. Yeah, which I, I guess most of them don't. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to be around your fucking kids or wife, yeah. then become an NFL head coach. Yeah, you'll never have to see them. Yeah, that would not be a life for me. Um, no, yeah, for most normal people, I think. I always pictured myself more as like a Hall of Fame quarterback type anyway, so. Yeah, oh, there's still time. Um, okay, so the Broncos signed the last rookie in their rookie draft class, Oregon running back Royce Freeman, four years. No idea what the money is, doesn't matter. Uh, what do you think about Royce Freeman headed into this year? you think he's going to start? Uh, yeah, I think at some point he'll be the starter. Um, honestly, I already thought he was signed, just as uh, when they signed Bradley Chubb. We yeah. both agreed we thought he was already signed. Uh-huh. So uh, I think they just don't sign these guys, so they have like a little bit of news they can do. Like, oh, we signed Royce Freeman because we know nothing's going to happen on July 5th. Uh, it's actually very considerate of them. Yeah, it's it's for our entertainment. Um, yeah, I think he'll end up being the starter. I think he's built to be your first and second down back, your short yardage guy. Uh, 
you don't you don't you don't grab a guy like that in the draft unless you plan on using him. I think Devontae Booker's got a lot to prove, and I think D'Angelo Henderson's a better change of pace back if you if either one of those guys are starting. So I hope uh, Freeman or Booker start, and then we see more of D'Angelo Henderson. I think that's could I think he could really provide a dynamic spark to the offense. Um, but Royce Freeman, I think, will get a lot of carries. Yeah, I think it will probably be the guy who starts by the end of the season. I don't know, like, why the Broncos seem to be so enamored by Devontae Booker. Like, he's he's a solid number two guy. I think that can do a little bit of everything pretty well. Um, but he's already like, kind of getting up there just because he's an old rookie. And, like I say, getting up there, like, he's, like, 25. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they might, but, wanna, yeah. they might just want to use him while he's cheap and then – not recently. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Freeman. I think, honestly, I think the, the biggest thing that will determine how much Royce Freeman plays is how quickly he picks up on uh, the offense and pass protection. Like, if he's, if he's yeah. good in pass protection, uh, then he's going to be your guy because I think he's maybe a little more talented uh, than Devontae Booker. And the huge question mark with rookie running backs is always – them learning to block in the NFL. So if he does that well, I think he'll play early. If it takes him, I think by midseason, he'll have it down, and that's when I think he might start to get more carries. Yeah, I mean, blocking for running backs is really important. Just ask Devontae Freeman and the Falcons. They lost the Super Bowl because he didn't pick up a block. And Matt Ryan fumbled. So Royce, get the – you know – Hit those sleds. But one thing that really concerns me about him, he's wearing number 37. And I don't – has there ever been a good player who's worn the number 37? I can't think of any. That's a good question. He's got to change it. It just has to change. I can't think of a single person who's worn 37. Let's I can't see. Think, I can't think of a – Good 37 in any of the sports, to be honest. From 2001, you had Tony Carter. He was all right for a while. Remember, they called him Sticky Sticky Man Tony Wait. Carter. Okay. He had one good seat, one good Tyrone Poole, Cecil Sapp. Oh, Alex, Cecil Sapp, sure. Calvin Lowry, Alex Haynes, Anthony Thanks. Lynn. Oh, Anthony okay. Lynn. Okay. Anthony Lynn. Head coach now. Chargers head coach. <laughs> See, you learned something today on this fucking podcast. And yeah, that's the one and only thing. Don't forget that, Spanky. Um, <laughs> yeah, in terms of Broncos history, I don't see Bob Wade, Steve Trimble, Steve Fitzhugh. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Ditch 37. Yeah. What's available, though? I don't know. Twenty. He wore 21 in college, but I think oh, Sue, Sue and Cravens took that out. Yeah, uh, 22 I mean, has been taken by Tremaine Brock. Uh, they should have given the – a running back needs like 22. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think 24 is open, but you think it's a little soon for 24? Speaking of the number right behind you. There you go. There, there you go. There you go. Champ. What's your, yeah, what's your stance on retiring 24 or just like holding off? Uh, I don't give a fuck about retiring numbers. Anybody should. I think John Elway's number shouldn't be fucking retired. I think Chase Keatum yeah. should have been able to wear seven. Did we talk about this? I don't think so. Oh yeah, like he's wearing four. Like when I was um thirteen or fourteen, and John Elway retired, I was like, nobody should ever wear his number again. But now as a, an adult, like I don't give a shit. It's a number on a team, like. He's a he has a Super Bowl MVP. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he he doesn't need the honor of nobody wearing his number. And Elway, in his position, could change that. He could have said, you know what, Case Keenum seven. He's always been seven. I'm gonna let him wear seven. He's our guy now. I believe in him. But he didn't. Mm. I mean, I think he should have given the maybe to to Marquette King. But uh, not true. Um. Yeah, I think I think Tremaine Brock should have taken twenty four if he wants to be a great corner, and then Royce Freeman could have had twenty two. That was that was CJ's number, right? Was twenty two? It was. It yeah. was. 
See, I, I believe I kind of disagree. I believe in the power of numbers, um, which is why I'm worried about him wearing 37 in the first place. However, I don't, I don't like teams like the Yankees and like the Celtics that retire basically like half their numbers. And you've got like you got like Aaron Judge wearing like 99 because that's like basically the only number from one left to for him to wear that's left. But it feels I, I like a whole team for one number. Yeah. It not like decimal points, imaginary numbers, like <laughs> negative point one. Root. Yeah, I. There's a hashtag. I think fans would learn a lot more about math if maybe numbers, more numbers got retired. Yeah, so yeah. Some dudes just got like the quadratic formula on the back of his jersey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, you're a leaf pitcher. Like, there's nothing to choose from. Here's uh, pie. <laughs> I'll have pie, please. Yes, 3.14. Just kidding, I'm not a nerd. Okay, um, should we switch to some NFL? NFL? This is the part of the podcast where we go from the Broncos to the NFL news, and this is our transition. Yes, please respect our privacy while we transition. Okay, so the <laughs> oh, there's a new it. rule. Yeah, yeah it took a little bit. Um, there's a new rule that says the NFL – will reward snitches who snitch on their fellow PED user. They'll cut the snitches suspension in half, 50%. So let's say you and I are both taking PEDs. We're both injecting alien jizz. Right. And uh, so like the NFL catches wind that I'm, you know, taking PEDs and they say, Hey, it's going to be four games, but we'll knock it down to two games if you, you know, dime someone out. And I tell them, hey, Brandon Perna has also been indulging in a little bit of alien jizz too to help his podcasting ability. I get two games. You get four games. Ideally, I think no one ever knows that I ratted you out. But Oh, uh, you, you would get found out. And yeah, and ideally, you know, like what? I get – Stitches because that round. Yeah, when when I returned, you would be fucking dead. You wouldn't just get <laughs> stitches. You'd be shanked in organs in the you kidney. Would, probably you would bleed out in the locker room. Uh, I would probably deserve it too. I, I don't want to do that to you, but if you rat me out. That's money. You're taking money out of my pocket. Uh, now, if 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 you're the guy who it, like if the money is more important to you if you're making you know like league minimum and you rat out a guy on a, a big guarantee you know a contract that has like 20 30 million guaranteed mm -hmm. then i sort of get it i guess like oh that guy can afford it i need to feed my family and i could be out of the league next year from a logistical standpoint but i don't think players are gonna rat each other out and i think it's fucking beyond stupid like so stupid that this is the approach the nfl has taken like they they really do not give a shit about players uh because no. now after they've been criticized all week for mishandling or empowering Jameis winston now they're asking other players to fuck over other players for reduced sentences they negotiated Jameis winston's sentence his six-game suspension to three for an apology. But it, all of these PED users, none of them. Uh, a Julie Edel, a Julian Edelman's uh, suspension appeal completely denied. And they can't even say what the fuck was in his body, which is fine by us. We fucking hate the Patriots. I'm cool with that. But it's, it does, it's not right. And now you're going to try to get players to tattle on each other? It's the NFL is is they're just stupid. They're stupid the way they handle these situations. Yeah, it comes across like a league that really doesn't understand its employees very well. Wow. And <laughs> hey, I know, it's just and PEDs like it's it's such a a broad thing. Like mm -hmm. there are if you look at the NFL banned substance list list you you will see why it might be easy to accidentally take put the wrong fucking thing in your body. Uh, I also recently learned like 
So if, if you're taking a supplement um, and the supplement comes from company X and company X makes multiple supplements, okay? And you're a player and you know this supplement you're taking is okay, it's been cleared through the NFL, but they make another supplement that has something you can't take in it. If they don't clean out their, uh, the things they use to make these formulas, there could be trace amounts of that banned substance in the shit you're buying that doesn't have it. So that's one way an innocent guy could test positive. I believe a lot of these guys, as they get older and they get injured, they do take stuff they know they might test positive for, but they're trying to heal their body so they can get back onto the field. Um, I think it's, it's fine to try to keep the competitive playing field, you know, the same. Uh, but I think the NFL is like, they haven't shown any sort of leniency in evaluating these PED cases on a case by case thing. It's like the one thing like you, you see it happen, players get four games and then they don't give a shit your reason. But if you sexually assault a woman, they'll fucking negotiate with you. Like that's the approach they've taken. And it's, it's backwards. It's silly. Uh, and it just gets me mad when I start thinking about all of it, except for the fact that Edelman yeah. will miss four games. But yeah, like, so I made a video saying it'll probably work in his benefit because his body's going to be four weeks stronger coming back from his knee injury, and the Patriots will probably be 4-0 anyway, so it doesn't really fucking matter. And they'll find somebody behind him to play well, so when he does come back, they'll have even better depth. So they're, they're doing the Patriots a favor by doing this. So, yeah, Edelman's missing four games, which leads me to this question. When do you think the NFL is going to announce Tom Brady's two-game suspension? When Edelman rats him out? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, like, when, when are they going to announce that Brady's only got two games and Edelman has Oh, because Brady ratted Edelman out. Mm. Interesting. Yes, sir. Oh, that, would how make, that would make me so happy. This. Oh. Because they're like buds. They're best buddies. Yeah. Brady you know, like Brady's like one of the few players that would do that, I feel like. Oh, see, I don't think he would. <sighs> I don't know. I think, he, I think he'd do anything to help himself out. Maybe. Maybe you're right. I don't think Edelman would do it to him. I think it would absolutely happen the other way around, though. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. And I hate Tom Brady. I'll use any chance I can to shit on him. But I don't really remember any times where him what where he throws his own players under the bus. Uh, Wes Welker. Wasn't that his wife though? More so. Oh yeah, but you know he told his wife to say that. You think it wasn't a good throw, Tom? If your no, throw was more wasn't. accurate, he would have caught it. Right. It was a. It was, it was it way above his head, in my opinion. Yeah, fuck yeah, it was. Throwing to a guy who's like five five, like. Put it on the money. Maybe throw it to his chest there, Tom. Exactly. Anyways. Tom Brady makes a couple better throws in this last Super Bowl. He missed a lot early. He did. That he did. Trust yeah, me. but there's a there's a go ahead. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, so, so there's a Yeah. All right. Yeah, continue. Tell me, tell me all the players that are suspended to start this okay. for PED use. Don't mind if I do. There's a lot of them. Julian Edelman. Robert Turbin, Victor Bolden, who's a wide receiver for the 49ers. I was going to ask that. (laughs) Jarrell Freeman, Mark Ingram, Vontez Perfect, Caleb Jones, spells Caleb with a Y, deserves a suspension just for that. Um, I have no idea who he is or what he plays or even if he's an NFL player. Uh, Vidal Alexander, Kentrell Brothers, Kent Taylor, doesn't sound like an NFL player. Sounds like uh, just like some random dude that you'd find at the grocery store. He works like at Office Max. Can't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you can't take HGH at Office Max. No, you can't. <laughs> Be careful. Mark Sanchez is still suspended because oh, like, right. he hasn't played yet, and so his suspension hasn't, <laughs> hasn't started until you <laughs> actually start with a team. So I have a feeling that he's going to be suspended for a while. Forever. Yeah, basically. Uh, Jalen Collins, who I believe plays for the Falcons. Thomas Davis, the, the the linebacker for the Panthers. I feel like there's 
if there's anybody that like deserves to be able to take PEDs, it's probably Thomas Davis. He played with a, f- a <laughs> yeah. fucking He played with one arm. God. Yeah, that dude's tough. I, I have a ton of respect for Thomas yeah. Davis. If you, I, I remember after the Broncos Panthers Super Bowl seeing like the images of his scar, mm-hmm. and it was like his whole arm, and they like oh. had to open. He had like staples in it still. It was yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody is like giving Brady so much credit for his thumb cut. Yeah, sh- shut the fuck up. Um, Thomas speaking Davis. Of scars. Did you see that picture that uh, Jason Pierre-Paul posted of his hand after the the fireworks accident? Like recently? Yeah, but it was like it was like a warning about like on the third of July as a warning. No, I missed that one. When you're playing with fireworks, and it was it was a photo taken like right after the the accident that happened like three years ago. Wow, it was hideous. It was disgusting. He was missing like a whole two fingers, part of one, I think. And you could like it was like one of his like his thumb like looked like it was like turned inside out. Yeah, his hand was mutilated. It was gross. Yeah, he's. Do we know how he came back after that? I don't know. They know what what firework it was that went off in his hand. I don't know. Um, I feel like something that like being like like an M eighty like has it has to be something strong. Wasn't a sparkler. No, yeah, definitely not like a sparkler or a piccolo pee, like something. Do you light off fireworks? I will from time to time. I'm like I'm kind of like a little baby back bitch, and I do it. Like I like light it with like one of like the longest lighter you can get it's like <laughs> it's like it stands like 10 feet and then I, i'll light it like like this and then just run away <laughs> that's a smart thing to do yeah well i've seen those pictures so yeah i don't i've never been like into that no like it's kind of a weird thing like i, I guess they look cool but like I, I don't like understand the the like it from a noise aspect like it's just loud yeah i mean i guess it's like pretty people are like bright bright lights yeah i i I like like the big fireworks yeah they're cool like sit down in your backyard and look at in the sky like it or like at a i don't know like a sporting event like after a win like they just fire them up like 100 yards into the sky like just like the small ones like eh i guess they're kind of cool they're all cool if you take enough uh, psilocybin. I I would believe that. Any sort of psychedelic really enhances your firework experience. Yeah, all right. Well, we're going to make a uh, 4th of July. <laughs> Guess what? LSD later is, is less dangerous than fireworks. LSD won't blow your fingers off. That's right. Not directly, at least. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> eh. Might make you cut a couple fingers off. As long as you're not getting some of that bad LSD from the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, don't buy any LSD from Joe Namath, please. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, Uh, Okay, so, yeah, let's Last two guys. Last two on the suspension list. Oh, okay. Finish Uh, it. Josh Morrow, Corey Legit. All right, we're done. Done. Um, Next topic. So Sean Payton, Saints head coach, and Doug Peterson, Doug Big Balls Peterson, excuse me, coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, were golfing, and they made things a little bit interesting. So they made a little little golf wager, a little, little course action. And so anyway, golf or <laughs> golf Peterson, Doug Peterson won the golf game. And um, so now I don't know what he was wagering, but since Sean Payton lost – the Saints have to wear white at home when they play the Eagles in week 11. So I think this is, like, too tame. I Like, if you're going to put something, like, football-related on the line, it's got to be more important than, like – because, like, the Saints wear white at home sometimes anyway. Right. Like, I want something more drastic. Yeah, but that's, like, a fun thing that's not going to give anybody a real competitive advantage. It's I know, but I want a competitive advantage. No, so do I. Like <laughs> – I agree. They should have put something on the line. Yeah. Like the, like, uh, but they have to play within the NFL rules too. Right. That's why yeah. it'll never work because well, be like our, our team gets to receive the ball at the beginning of the game and at halftime, put your money where your mouth is. 
I mean, you could do that or like just, hey, Drew Brees doesn't get to play the first half. Sorry. <laughs> Start negotiating playing player time. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know, like Taysom Hill gets his first snaps in the NFL because Sean Payton triple bogeyed on, right. the, on the 16th hole. Or your kicker has to wear a blindfold every time he tries a field goal. I like that, too. There's n- nowhere in the NFL rules does it say your kicker can't be blindfolded. See? We're already making this better. Yeah. So, I was thinking of some, like, interesting golf wagers that okay. I'd like to see. Yeah. So, I had one in mind, which was uh, if Pete Carroll loses in a game of golf, no more gum on the sideline. You can't chew gum. I'm sorry. That would just do everybody a favor, really. I don't know. See, Everybody who watches football, I think, would appreciate that. Yes. No, definitely. Absolutely. That's why, I'm, that's why I want it. I don't know. First of all, I don't know what type of gum he chews. Like, I know Sean Payton said he chews juicy fruit, but, like, the way, Sean, or the way P. Carroll chooses gum, like, it leads me to believe, like, it's, like, something a little more fishy, like maybe Nicorette. Just the way he just, like, goes from one piece to another. Uh, I like how he said a little more fishy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like he's just not smoking cigarettes. So, <laughs> yeah, he's doing something mildly unhealthy instead of something terribly unhealthy. Well, I was going to say, like, That's something fishy. like... I was going to say, like, some type of drug, but I couldn't, like, think of anything that you, like, chew, like gum. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that'd be weird. Um, but it'd be very easy to conceal. Uh, however, I have a theory, and I wrote about this on that'sgoodsports.com, a little plug there, <laughs> that – so I think Pete Carroll ran out of gum at the end of Super Bowl forty-eight, and that's why he made that call. Interesting. To throw the throw the ball instead of give it to Marshawn. So now, like, I think it's about it. Yeah, like it's like you ever have a teacher tell you like during like a big test or something like, like chew gum put, because it's, yeah, it your gets your brain moving. Yeah. <laughs> well, for one, yeah. Uh, also, like chew gum or something because like we'll let you chew gum during a test because it gets the brain moving. Uh, and no, whatnot. I always it's just firing. well because I'm not. I don't need that sort of stuff to try to help my brain. Yeah. Well, so, it might be relate. a performance enhancing drug actually. Now that I think about it. What if it, do you remember quench gum? No. <laughs> what the hell is that? Quench was like a, is marketed as like a sports gum. <laughs> There's like big league chew. Like it was like uh super juicy and it was supposed to like hydrate you a little bit or some bullshit. Yeah, it sounds entirely false. You buy it like at the sports store. Get some quench gum. It was good for about two minutes, and then it tasted disgusting. There was de- definitely some some uh, ingredients in that that weren't FDA approved. I'm sure. <laughs> probably, like the whole thing probably never made it to the food and drug. I would. Uh, it, yeah, I don't. I mean, it, it, it's technically Pete Carroll's chewing on PEDs every week, right? Yeah. Oh, I, was, I know what I was going to say. Like, it's like Adderall-infused gum, which is probably oh, more likely. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. So, no more gum for you. No. The, other, the other golf wager I was thinking of was, like, Doug Marone loses a game of 18. All right, you have to put sharks in the pool in Jacksonville. Oh, cool. No, yeah. jellyfish. Jellyfish. Because people might not see them, and then they jump in. You might not see sharks either. I think you're going to see the sharks. (laughs) I don't know. It depends how long you get without cleaning the pool. That pool is pretty clear. Uh, Yeah, but who's going to clean it with sharks in it? I want to see people get hurt more as much as you do, and that's why I think jellyfish (laughs) are a better option. I don't know. like A shark can kill them. Yeah, okay, sure. I'm not saying we're put not box jellyfish in there. Sharks. We're not talking like great white sharks. We're just talking about like sharks that give you a little You're, you're little not bite. thinking about this right, Will, because what do you do when a jellyfish stings you? You have somebody you pee, pee on, on your foot, yeah. What's going to be more entertaining to watch? A bunch of people peeing on each other after they jump into a pool full of jellyfish or a death by a shark? I have a feeling that people are already peeing on each other in Jacksonville after games, but... And it has nothing to do with jellyfish. That's fair. I'm not going yeah, like to see. 
<laughs> say that Jacksonville. The most I mean, shit I got talked about me was after a Jacksonville video I made last season. So really, yeah, it was when they uh, got into that fight with the Seahawks. Oh yeah, and the guy tried That's to cool. climb into the stadium or into the stands and fight the fans. Oh yeah, uh, and I called out the the Jaguar the Jacksonville fans for using racial slurs and all this stuff, and they just all uh, defended. Um, defended themselves by saying that uh, Jacksonville our Seahawks were trying to hurt the the Jaguars players so I was a fucking asshole and they mm. regretted finding my channel and that they hoped I've died so sounds like uh they deserve sharks in their pool I am not going to piss them off that's all I'm saying well like how okay so like what are the chances like someone just gets blackout drunk by eh, I was going to say the third quarter but knowing Jacksonville like 5 minutes into the first quarter this is in Jacksonville, not Jump. Buffalo. Halftime. <laughs> Fair. All right, halftime. Just finds his way down to the pool, dips his toe in. Whoops, one less toe. Shark took it off. Shark's not going to bite your toes. and bite your whole leg off. Have you ever watched Shark Week? Not in a while. Have you ever seen uh, Jaws? Ever heard of it? Yeah. I, guess I actually good. watched this cool show on Netflix about photographers – and uh, one of the things was about sharks and uh, misconception about how dangerous they actually are. So I think it's like 100 million sharks are cu- killed by humans every year. And mm-hmm. how many sharks kill humans every year? Like less like than 10 or some shit. Year. Yeah. Should be more in my opinion. Same. So jellyfish. Okay. Let, let us know All in the right. comments. Oh, when would you rather fun. see a shark or jellyfish? Who has a better idea? I have a feeling I'm going to win this one because, you know, I think our well, listeners people do are... like violence, so I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. disagree. But people also like people peeing on each other, too, sometimes. I would say as, people like that more. but As I've know. learned uh, on the Internet from time to time. Uh, yeah. Moving on. You know what I would bet? I'd bet Bill Belichick and uh, Tom Brady. If, if mm-hmm. I beat Belichick, Tom Brady would have to lift – heavy weights and train like all the uh, other players in ditches, uh, pliability stuff for the whole season. Ooh. What do you think would happen to him? Do you think he just You'd dies? get injured. You'd get injured. Yeah, like he has to eat tomatoes and stuff? No, like yeah, – no, he has to eat sugar. The, he has to eat like Taco he Bell. To, he has to lift heavy weights and yeah. he can only eat carbs and refined sugar. Boom. Oh, God. Dead. And no more kissing. Uh, maybe more kissing. Mm, well, you didn't specify where because remember oh, last week we were talking about yeah, we were talking about uh, how he's into uh, some other stuff. But yeah, I want to see like Tom Brady ordering <laughs> ass eating folks. Um, I want to see him order like like three double decker tacos and like a beefy five layer with like a large. Baja Blast Freeze from Taco Bell. Yeah, he has to eat it on game day, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has to just, like, eat one, eat one like, cheesy gordita crunch per quarter and, like, wash it down with, like, a milkshake from In-N-Out <laughs> with, a, with a four by four. Just all that sugar and dairy. Mm-hmm. I want to see it in his body. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly he's getting sacked, like, 12 times a game. Can no longer throw the ball more than, like, 12 yards. It would be my dream come true. But I can't control his diet. <clears throat> Unless you beat him in a game of golf. That's right. Okay, Will, I'm going to give you two minutes to rant about uh, DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors. <laughs> because you're a Sacramento Kings fan, right? It's true. It's so this true. one stings for you. It stings. Uh, Same you know, city area-ish. You're yeah, close. It's, it's about... An hour and a half away. Yeah. So my thoughts, a very smart business decision for DeMarcus because he basically gets to rehab. Uh, Probably won't even play until like March. Uh, Basically a guaranteed title at this point. Only he's made, he's only making $5 million. um, Which compared to LeBron, LeBron signed for $38 million a year with the Lakers. Chris Paul's making something like $40 million a year. So 
took a pay cut basically to win a ring and rehab with no pressure. Good move on their part. Uh, however, the NBA is ruined. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, Your thoughts? What's what's Cousins' injury? Achilles. Ooh. Yeah, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, I mean, he's not like a guard or anything, so he's mostly like a strength guy in the middle. Will occasionally spot up and shoot a three. Well, but. I remember everybody out here wanted the Nuggets to uh, try and pursue him last year. Uh, hold on. I'm looking up to see who the highest – so Steph Curry is going to be the highest paid player next year. LeBron. How much is he making? 34.7. Oh, on the Warriors. Yeah. Fucking Paul Millsap with the Nuggets supposed to make 30.8 million. Yeah, he didn't do shit last year too. Where is Chris Paul? He signed an extension, so. Yeah, that might not be in here yet. Mike, I was trying to look it up to see, like, if you thought it was cool LeBron didn't force L.A. to make him the highest-paid player. Oh, yeah. But he's pretty close. I mean, I think they did. Like, I think his agency probably forced him to sign Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, a little bright there, uh, as well, though, because they have the same agency. And they're probably just like, hey, you know what? LeBron's going to sign here. But you got to do us a solid and overpay KCP as well, which kind of sunk their chances of signing DeMarcus because that was all the cap space they had. So, so are the Lakers done basically for now? Or I mean, the, the Kawhi Leonard thing's still out there, right? They're still going to try to trade for him, but there's a report that said the Spurs wanted uh, Josh Hart. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, no, we'll they, give you Kawhi for LeBron now. Players. Yeah, so they want Kuzma, uh, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, who was the second pick a couple years ago, uh, and two first-round picks for Kawhi Leonard. Notice they didn't say Lonzo Ball, though, too, because I don't think Greg Popovich wants any part of uh, LeVar. Or the other two. Popovich is not an idiot, man. No, he is not. smartest coach in the NBA. And if he gets the guys he wants, like, I think the Spurs would be – set for a while uh i don't think there's a better i don't i think popovich is the best coach i've ever seen in the nba um so and they have all the leverage there mm-hmm. uh, but like you i guess you're saying they're probably not going to get what they want from los angeles so who's their next likely trade partner because i haven't been keeping a close eye on it this week well, it sounds like Kawhi really wants to go to L.A., but he hasn't said, like, the Lakers or the Clippers, so maybe try to get him over to the uh, other team that plays in the Staples Center. I wish LeBron would have went to the Clippers. That would have been more interesting. That would have been cooler, I think. Um, yeah, I personally hate the Lakers. I yeah, why well, I used to. I don't really, I really care anymore. Um, but it's like yeah. any team that's good for a long time, you just get sick of seeing them win. Yeah. So. I mean, we haven't seen, like, the true Lakers fans since, like, 2010. But trust me, they're going to be out. And, and they're going to annoy all of us. Yes, absolutely. Which I think yeah. is good for basketball. It would be if they weren't just going to end up being, like, the sixth seed in the West, which is basically what's going to happen. Because, like, they signed LeBron and, like, barely got better. <laughs> you sign LeBron, you get a lot better. Yeah, but they all they basically like got worse too by signing Rajon Rondo and Oh right. Lance. They made some weird moves. And JaVale McGee, who's their starting center, which is just atrocious. And the Warriors got better. Uh they're just like they're not doing anything. Is this the, is this the Warriors kind of last year to have all that group together, you think? No, that's the thing. No, it's not. They could they could do this conceivably forever really yeah like they could isn't durant gonna be a free agent next year though he's got a weird like clause in his contract where he could just like resign for a year at a time forever yeah just until the end of time so they're probably looking at like a six peat at this point dang until i want to see it oh it makes one of us it makes one of us it just makes the the bulls debate more interesting 
And what, I'm not a basketball uh, purist, so. Mm, no, you sure aren't. You're a basketball. I'm uh, the exact opposite of what basketball uh, fans probably believe in in their hearts. What do basketball fans believe in their hearts? Um, peace and love and joy. Yeah, I'd say I, so. I don't know. I just want to see what I think is interesting. What Bill, that's what Bill Walton believes in his heart. And to me, seeing the Warriors win every year that. is interesting. That's where I'm going to – I don't think we park our cars in the same garage on that one. No. I mean, I, I understand why it's insane because I would never say that about the Patriots. So, Correct. But – uh, the idea of a super team continuing to be a super team is fun to me. That's all. It's kind of fun to see like people on Twitter get mad, including myself. So, you know, that's all I have to say to that. Uh, okay. That was more than two minutes, but you know, that covers the NBA talk this off season. All right. And I think that concludes our episode for the day. Um, yep. We forgot to check the comments to talk oh. about that. Yeah, we, we sure had, did. There were people who hashtagged Spanky last mm-hmm. time. Yeah, we thanks. We appreciate. Um, let's see. If you made it this far, we're just looking for something to see oh, how well, many people listen to the yeah. whole fucking thing. Well, yeah, do hashtag shark or hashtag jellyfish. Hashtag shark, hashtag jellyfish. Yeah, pick one or the other to tell us which one you'd like to see in the pool in Jacksonville. Oh, I know. And uh, the last episode we talked about Jameis Winston and uh, I got called a liberal SJW and bro, let the the court decide uh, for people defending uh, Jameis Winston and his history of sexual violence towards women. So, and those got the most likes at nine and three, but then a bunch of really good comments, you know, a bunch of normal sane people listened, uh, which I, yeah, I do enjoy how like, you know, just like thinking like rapists should, you know, not get away with rape is like, you fucking liberal. Right. How dare you? He settled a, a rape case, okay? Yes. Uh, that doesn't I'm mean sorry. he was proven innocent. It means the evidence was probably so bad that his only option was to settle. Uh, but yeah. anyway, hopefully this episode will have fun comments that we can uh, talk about. Yes. We're oh, talking about sharks and jellyfish here. This episode may not go up next Thursday. It may be Friday or Saturday. And that has to do with the uh, news I talked about Good earlier news. that I can't talk about. So That's right. All right, guys. Yeah, Brandon's going to be a father next week. I wouldn't tease you with that. I would just tell you. Yeah, uh, true. I don't want to spoil that news. I was a guest because we're a guessing podcast here. That's right. Well, anyway, thanks for watching. Uh <laughs> I already told you all the other shit to do. Will Keys yeah. on Twitter at Will Keys Six. Um, so. Bye. We love you. <laughs>